your shine box. Yeah, up top. All right, high five. Fuck, we can't. There's a microphone. No, no, we're gonna punch (laughs) that thing. Honestly, until you get your new gear, we're gonna keep as much tech as we can. Oh, at the end of the month. Are you excited? Yes, yeah. It's gonna be good. Will there be a qualitative difference in how we sound? Like, are we gonna be like, yes, suddenly, deep woods? (laughs) There will. I'm hoping to man up because I mean, this finally nasally voice I've got is. Well, my and my testicles will finally drop when I have a decent microphone. That's it. <laughs> but this is not an advice show. It is definitely not a movie room. No, show. God, heinous. We need to yeah. count the errors, guy. Sometimes, do you ever find yourself listening to yeah. previous podcasts and just like, ah, oh, oh, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. Categorically incorrect. Like, yes, a monkey with a note could do a better job. <laughs> Two monkeys is back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, we so we don't bother. No. We say nah. Fuck that shit. We just throw stuff around. We Who's this for? Around. For hey. you? Is it for me? It's yeah. for us. That's it. It's for us and and listener and listener. <laughs> and so that's who we really serve. We are in service to listener. We are in service to each other. That's it. Yeah. And and that's fine because it's just a couple of bros, a couple of brosives. Yep. That get together now and again when available and. <laughs> talk about <laughs> are, are you still being critical about like scheduling seriously <laughs> give me some peace on this whoa, 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 whoa. so sorry I, I have had the worst kind of scheduling time oh so. well hey whatever uh but uh yeah so we we get together we have a little chit chat about yeah. uh, the movies that influenced us growing up the That's ones it. that we loved and enjoyed and really uh immersed ourselves in because yep. our parents were wonderful in the fact that they did had no no care in the world about what we consumed no <laughs> when we were watching. Is it on a videotape? It yeah. must be good. It must be good. Okay. It must be good. Yeah. Hello, let's, this is Uncle, uh, I don't know, Uncle Crawl. <laughs> <laughs> He's got you for the next two hours. No kidding. Uh, and so, um, yeah, we kind of relate that to the uh, uh, the children that we now possess. Yeah. Uh, and by law. <laughs> by law. Uh, it's written down somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, and try to grow and show and, and all that kind of thing oh. about it. Grow, Jesus. What's going on? What is this about wieners with oh you? Oh my God! We've I got just, drop balls. Grow oh. and show. This I is all eight hours on Zoom today. Oh God! Just so you must be deep fried. Big, Sorry, pal. I am deep fried. Let That's me okay. let me carry you like I always do. <laughs> <I'm> your, <laughs> my Julian shoulder, Atlas esque. <laughs> No, no. As if. Yeah. But so, uh, okay, so besides like, being a little bit tired today and having kind of yeah. a fun, how was your week? Tell me about uh, that. Let's, yeah. let's start with some like gentle mansplaining to one another. Mansplaining. So yeah, the week was good. Um, yep. it, was, it, was, it was busy. I got a good friend. Uh, I no longer work for this place, but okay. I got a friend who still works there. And he's, he's sort of shuffling into a more of a senior position. And so he's trying to like scramble and get stuff taken care of. So I've been helping him out uh, where I can and things like that. So I was like kind of even Steven. And then he had some some rough news with some family. And so oh, shoot. he had to duck out to Vancouver. And, and so now I've kind of doubled up and looking after his stuff. So oh, Tristan, you're a good, good buddy. I am a good buddy. Hey, good buddy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> What's your CB handle? <laughs> it's uh, G- Hamhawk. Oh, okay. <laughs> GBH. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, so it's just been really busy, and I've had a difficulty um, kind of like uh, reconciling things and, and getting organized. And so it also tax time. and, and uh, Oh, yeah. Gross. Yeah. Uh, so we ended up, like, Chad yeah. recommended an accountant. Because okay. the accountant you recommended for us, who was... Did like a fine job for years, yeah. but now it's just like, yeah. like a dried twig. Oh like yeah, she is broken human. She's gone. She's, she's gone. She's, she's off no the earth. Business. No, yeah. yeah. I think like there was just like a. 
<laughs> pit that opened up and swirled. Actually, at the end of Hellraiser, yeah. when the demon swirls off, <laughs> she she's what he grabs. Oh, there you go. So she's. Farewell, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, she, she's got hooks in her now, and yeah. she's being stretched across the planes <laughs> by Pinhead. And... Well, Jesus wept. I yeah, yes, well. Yeah, <laughs> but, so anyway, uh, but the yeah. account that he recommended just someone down the street from him, and he oh, seems yeah. really, really nice. Oh, well, we can check that out, too. But, um, yeah, as far as parenting, it's just been like, I, I feel like I've barely seen the kids and stuff like that, so uh, it's just been a lot. Anyway. Sorry, so, pal. It's been a lot. What about you? What's your week been like? Oh, uh, the week's been pretty good. Like, yeah. so we didn't have the older kids this week. We just mm-hmm. had Scarlet. Um, and she's being really sassy lately. Like, mm. uh, for some reason, as a terrible parent, we continue to show her all the scariest films. And so, uh, Saturday, <laughs> but don't ask me why on this one, but we showed her Scream. Oh. And that's all she did all night. It oh. was just, cause you know what? It's, it's mostly kind of tongue in cheek and you know, we kind of yeah. fast forward through like the sexy bits. Yeah. It wasn't really all that much, but honestly, like there's just a lot of like stabs and weird things. And, and for her, she's never really happy unless there's a happy ending. Yeah. And Scream doesn't necessarily have a happy ending. Like, even the people who live are still really badly hurt. Yeah. Like, they're very badly burned. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, they're all mustafa And so she yeah. just was not happy with that. And wow. so then she wanted to sleep with us. And Laura was a saint about it. She's like, okay, fine, you can sleep yeah. in her bed. But Scarlet is a like a ninja. She's a kung fu all night. <laughs> She just kicks and kicks. So it's like your key points, too. Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I just paralyzed in my back for like four hours. I mean, good technique. I'm not going to be critical that way, but oh, man. Like, yeah, she's a tough, yeah. tough sleeper. So anyway, yeah, we're really trying to wean her off. So we're just yeah. going to do only comedies for the next couple days. That's, <laughs> that's happy, happy films. Fair enough. Uh, Coco Melon till she's like, <laughs> I like just keep the eyedroppers in and just take all the all the ghost face out of her. There you go. There's yeah. a Yo Gabba Gabba marathon. <laughs> That's what we so that'll, that'll be good. Yes. Yes. So, no Gabba okay. Gabba. Well, well, you know what? Speaking of um, post-apocalyptic. <laughs> <laughs> Which That's is, a really smooth segue. Yeah, you like that? You I like do, that? I do. But we we are talking about a film that I far out, man. I love, I love so much. Boy, you know, I think um, like I didn't, I didn't never saw the first one, but I definitely yeah. saw the second one, and it was like, yeah. holy shit, it was awesome, and it was oh, intense, yeah. and like the stunts were super good, like, like, and then even that little one montage they do where they sort of show the first one a bit. Yeah, like look at how intense even those stunts were. Like these guys oh, were just yeah. going for it. So. Kudos to you, George Miller, because, man, this is an awesome, awesome film. He paid all these stuntmen in beer, essentially. He did. <laughs> that's, beer. That's so good. Yeah. So coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, seriously, that's what they did. Like, they um, they destroyed trucks. They did, like, people got punished. A, a stuntman who broke both his legs, they used that take. Like, set, just. And set design in this, too. Like, yeah. you know what? Great looking costumes. Yeah, so just an awesome view, an awesome vision of things. Yeah. Maybe a bit simplistic in the fact like the bad guys were in leather and the good guys were like all in white. But <laughs> I mean, it's uh, <laughs> no guesswork involved in who's good and who's evil. But Not, yeah, end like, of the day, a lot of a lot of sexy, sexy outfits in the bad guys. Like, yeah. They're, Pretty leather baby. Well, they leather and they literally baby. just raided all the local S and M shops well, for sh- costuming. It shows, kind of thing. It does. It, it shows everything. <laughs> it all it all shows. It all shows for sure. So the so, movie, yeah, go ahead. Have it. it is uh, it is Mad Max Two. I always knew it as the Road Warrior, but it is now called Mad Max Two. I don't really feel comfortable with Mad Max Two. Like yeah. I was, it was, you know, it yeah. obviously is a sequel to it. Yeah. But why did you? Why did they not call it Mad Max Two in the first place? Like. They obviously uh-huh. Mad Max was popular enough to to keep that character and that IP and, and make a second film. Yeah. But why would they not have just named it? Like maybe they wanted to do something kind of separated from it? I don't know. 
that is interesting. You know, I, I don't I don't know where that happened because I always knew it as a road warrior, and so I don't know when it just became Mad Max Two. Like honestly, I just an artistic I choice, I suppose. I suppose. Anyway, yeah. hell of a film. Yeah. Hell of a film. Hell right. of a film. So uh, we're gonna talk about this. Yes. So yeah. We, what's the time? How wow. much do I got here? Well, I feel like we should really lean into this one because this there's a lot to unpack here. That's true. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a choice, juicy, robust. Five minutes, five minutes and 10 seconds. I, I've got this. Yeah. I've got this one. Yeah. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Ow. Get too old to crack my knuckles. I think at one point one of them is just not going to come back in. You're going to end up having like. What's all the milk you drink? No kidding. Damn these brittle bones. <laughs> For sure. Rat's milk. Fantastic. All right. All right. Here we go. The road warrior. Yes. So, um, yeah, so you kind of open up the clouds, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and everything sort of happens, and you pan right into Mel, and, you know, you can sort of just see him standing in the middle of the street, and it's like kind of like, you know, uh, zoom up to him. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's really just a lot of dialogue, right? Like, you yeah. want to set the stage. Yeah. So, you go back, they're talking a lot uh, through the narration, which yeah. you thought at first that might have been George Miller doing it himself, but it's I not. I don't know. Right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think that I'm not so sure anymore, actually. Right, but right. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so they go back to the industrial age, and they kind of yeah. give that whole synopsis about how they got to where they are, and, yeah. you know, two warrior tribes went to war over things that were forgotten, and yeah. I think it's kind of an interesting way to frame things, right? Like, even that Two Tribes song by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah. It, you know what? It's funny. Like, the the, the dialogue in this, the, the replace, oh, you didn't, Road Warrior, Road Warrior. Fury Road, sorry. They really lean into the vernacular of that kind of era, but I love the I love the way things are worded. I love that two tribes, you know, and things and totally. Yeah, I mean, they very much take it back to a primal sense of yeah. how things are, and really, that's all it is. At the end yeah. of the day, like you know, we fight over the silliest material things in these arbitrary lines that are drawn around the world, and so mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting. So anything. Anyway, everything accelerates. The machines all sputter. Yeah. The leaders talked and they talked, but nothing could ever happen and they couldn't stem the ever march. And I mean, then you just see like cities implode and people are fighting. And then yeah. basically you just, you're on the road and you try to scavenge what you can survive. And there was that one sort of piece and I've never really caught this before, but they talked about men feeding on men. Oh. Uh, and it sort of gets to this, you never really see it in the film, but yeah. I think it really just sort of speaks to the fact that like, when the world gets fucked, you'll go to any lengths to survive. Well, and it might be like, like, uh, it could be literal. more hyperbole. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, sure. like, because they are, they're, they're looking for weakness and exploit it. Right, yeah. but oh no, so literally cannibalism. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Lord Humongous took a nibble. <laughs> he needs that fucking protein. Well, he's not constantly. getting that on like just eating sand every day. I like, know, okay. man. To get his pump, oh, he sure. needs yeah those calories. Yeah, but unfortunately, too much protein it forced all of his hair out. <laughs> just, <laughs> just squeeze it out. Not one piece of fiber there. <laughs> just, seriously, yeah. this is post-apocalyptic Charlie Brown. It's <laughs> okay. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me more of like Pigpen. I don't know. I guess so. I, I guess. think like Charlie Brown was more sympathetic. <laughs> in the dirt. I mean, I could see dirt sand. There's, there's yeah. some parallels, yeah. right? That could be. Anyway, yeah. so, you know, okay. then you go back to Max. And so Max has yeah. lost everything. He was kind of like, he, in the first one, he's married. Uh, his yeah. wife has gone down or run down. And then he just becomes a shell of a man. Yeah. So this is interesting. So yeah. when we think about Max now, if you've never seen the first one and you're just sort of caught up to speed, Here's this guy who cares about nothing but himself. Yeah. He's a survivor, yeah. but he's in this burnt out, desolate world. And he wanders into the wasteland and there he learns to live again. 
Yeah. And so back to real time, you got Max. He's not the baby face he was in the first one. Nah. Like, holy smokes, was he six in that? Like, <laughs> in the first, he is, yeah. Like Mud Max? Like he's just life. making yeah. cakes and stuff. And then, oh, God! Yeah. So, yeah. I'm the first six-year-old with a two-year-old. Oh, exactly. <laughs> he's Vero. He is nuts dropped super early. So, yeah, he's out there. He's, he's, yeah. uh, he's in his car. He's got stubble. Yeah. And uh, you catch him right in the middle of a chase. Like, yeah. he's got two guys on him. You got bikes. You got cars. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's traveling with his dog. And yeah. he's low on fuel. Yeah, guzzling. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's pretty quick, like, what happens. Like, you know, they're driving around. He gets yeah. kind of flanked by one guy, knocks another guy over, mm-hmm. smashes a car, rolls another enemy, and then, you know, runs into this big tanker and basically he has to stop. Yeah, well, yeah, he's wiped out most of the people chasing him. I love the one where the... Uh, Vernon is on one side (laughs) and uh, the other guy's on the other and they got like crossbows aimed at each other Yep. and he just hits the brakes they shoot each other Vernon gets it through the arm and the other guy just like sputters and rolls and dies or something like that and so um, yeah he's wiped out the the adversaries he stopped at a tanker he sees that one of the rolled cars is, is dribbling guzzling yep so he's he's getting anything he can to put under it can, can we just pause for a moment? Yeah. So here we meet Vernon Wells. His, his character, <laughs> you know, uh, so this is early days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you had a couple great comments. Help me with this. Yeah. So uh, Vernon Wells got his biker boy on the back. Yeah, his and, biker friend. And in, in his comments, yeah. Vernon Wells feels like they're just strictly platonic street yeah. friends, right? Yeah, he even built like some big narrative backstory about his companion there on the back of the bike and this just, is blonde timothy chalamet it is blonde timothy chalamet <laughs> it's jimmy chalamet jimothy that's chalamet jimothy, that's right 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 but it, yeah he was just like no they're just platonic buddies and you know they, they're just traveling the weists together uh, you I know guess. so the other the other thing i really want to frame on this is yeah does Vernon wells believe yeah. that this is how he looks for the rest of his entire life because yeah. honestly when he feels like he is a competitor to maddox yeah uh, or matrix sorry yeah. There's absolutely no way. He is a doughboy compared to how he looks in this. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because, yeah, in like Commando, yeah. you know, I think when he's sort of thinking in his head, like, oh yeah, you'll never be able to take guys like us. That's like, it. He's just a big jelly donut. He is. There's no way. He's in good shape, though. Like In, in this, this, he's really he good shape. And yeah. even that part, like you were saying, when he pulls the arrow out of his arm, I'm like, yeah. holy shit, Vernon Wells is he's kind of a force to be reckoned with at he that is. point. He is. Yeah. So he's, and he's screaming at uh, good old, ah! <laughs> well, he's got to hone that for when he does that same recreation in uh, Weird Science. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, this is just his pre to that. Like, really, this was a lead uh, to that great John Hughes This film. is our Vernon trifecta. Although we didn't do Weird Science yet. We uh, haven't, but we'll we get should. there. We yeah. should. Yeah, because there's, there's some of our favorite people in the world in that. Yep. But, um, yeah, so he, he he buzzes off. He takes off. Yep. Because he, um, Max has got his uh, shotgun out. Yep. His little snub shotgun. And uh, Ver- so Vernon peels out yep. with his... Um, with with Jim Jimothy Chalamet. Jimothy and he does like a sexy scowl on the way yeah. out. Like oh. I'm torn about this. No kidding. Oh. Fear is the mind killer. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> so anyway, so there's an empty truck there. Potentially yeah. it's got like a vehicle that could get used. I mean, I think he makes a note of it of sorts. He and, does. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, pulls out a cow hide fur. What, I'm trying to think about why I wrote this down. Oh, um, um, well, let's see. He uh, oh, he opens the door, right? And I think he's sifting through some stuff. And there's the driver who's like, yeah, the cyborg pops out. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. So so the driver's dead. The cyborg driver's dead, and uh, he also finds the music box. Correct, which yeah. has "Happy Birthday" on it. Yeah. So this is interesting. Like, yeah. When do you think the last time they heard music was? Oh, like never. 
Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Because there's no real power. I mean, I, I, hypothetically, you could run a generator, I guess. Yeah. And use, like, some sort of electronics that still exist, but... Yeah. I mean, how far in the future do you think this is? Oh, that's a good question, you know? When I think about um, the first Mad Max, um, I was like... Oh God! When, when when is this? Because there's it is kind of post apocalyptic, obviously. Right. But there's still like amenities. There's still power. There's still like things rolling. There's obviously gasoline and stuff like that. So like twenty years, thirty years, maybe. maybe. Well, yeah. it's not because he's still like so. It might be like twenty years after the yeah. end of things. Yeah. Okay. So things have really gone to pot. So no, I haven't heard music in super super long time. Yeah. And especially something that like. When you play Happy Birthday at this day and age, you, well, not anymore, but like you pay for it. So that's right. an interesting choice. Well, there's no royalties now to pay anyone, so play it all you want. Play it all you want. Suck it. Yeah. Uh, also, too, I mean, he probably doesn't remember any of these things because oh. he siphoned so much gasoline that all, it, all the lead in his brain is probably, it's all new for him. He's like, well, that's it. what? Like it's all new experiences? I know where the first skin came from. It's um, like he's he's kind of like paying attention to his gasoline, and then one of the guys that flipped in the car. Yeah, you hear this, ah! and his uh, his hand reaches out, and then he grabs his little fur. Like, right. I just need this. <laughs> no, <kidding. laughs> Banky. <Yeah. laughs> if I'm gonna die a horrible death, yeah. I want to do it in a snuggly way. He needed his binky. Well, of yeah. course. Yeah. So All right. he's got the gas, yep. and um, makes yeah, his way. Yeah. Yep. So he's just he's driving along the road, and yeah. he pulls up to. A machine. Yeah. A very strange machine. That's it. What's he spot? He spots a gyrocopter. Right. Uh, and he's cautious. You know, he's got his weapon out. A crowbar. He's got his crowbar. Sorry. Yeah. I guess. Some kind of weapon. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you could use it as a weapon, I suppose. Mm, sure. Uh, or maybe guys. he just wants to pry things. Yeah. <laughs> pry that snake off of it. <laughs> so he wanders up to the gyrocopter yep. and there is a snake on it. Yep. Why and do he... have to be snakes? Yeah, snakes. But he didn't. He charms it with his own little bit of. Pss. He plays the crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not an easy instrument to play. He's been practicing a lot. He's been got a lot of time in the desert. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's all you do is is, is charm snakes that's in it. Australia. So he, um, but he like <laughs> enough of them. there is enough of them. He's lightning fast. He snatches the snake. Yep. He's got the snake snatch. Oh. And oh. snatched. <laughs> what a grabbing the snake out there. In the grabbing desert. the, <laughs> right, the snake. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So um, so he's got the snake, and yep. out of the ground pops out the gyro captain. Yes, the yeah, pilot. And so, pilot. Uh, yeah, that was pretty like crazy. He's really fast. Yeah, uh, gets a drop on him. He's got the crowbar, or yep. sorry, uh, he makes him drop his crowbar with a crossbow and stuff. Yeah, and uh, basically takes him over to his uh, car. His car. And, and what's his dialogue? Yeah, I, 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 I. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, basically. Paper. <laughs> Very happy. This, this is reverse water world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about this. Like, yeah. there are some parallels, for yeah, sure, about apoc- right. post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. Uh, but again, in terms of, like, filming ease, uh, doing things in the desert in Australia, hell of a lot smarter than trying to do it in the middle of the ocean oh, with, yeah. like... Absolutely. So he's he's got uh, Max pinned to uh, he's got his crossbow up against Max. Max um, uh, he's thinking about grabbing a knife under his car because he's disarming the explosives. Right, right. But he thinks better of it. Yep. And so he disarms his tanks so that the gyro captain can go and uh, open the door and steal his car potentially. Except his dog. That's right. The dog jumps out. Do we even know what the dog's name is, by the way? I don't know. Oh, actually, I'm gonna look that up. All right, well, you work on that. Got a name. Yeah, so the dog jumps up and attacks him. Uh, yeah. Crossbow gets flung out of the hands, oh. and uh, Max basically, you know, takes advantage of the situation. He's got the captain now, and uh, he's just basically like, you know, pointing his gun. And he's like, 
Uh, you know what? I'm going to take your copter now, but Gyro Captain's got a plan. He's like, hey, look, I can promise you as much fuel as you could possibly take if you spare him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, basically they kind of go with this deal. Yeah. He's basically sort of informs him now that there is an area where there is a refinery. Yeah. They're producing tons and tons of fuel. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we know the max is low on gas. Plus he can always use some reserve. Oh yeah. So anyway. He's intrigued. That's it. And so he tells him that if he lets him live, he'll take him to it. Here's the problem. Yeah. He just came from one direction, and the road goes the other direction. Yes. So basically, <laughs> all you'd have to do is just continue. Follow and you the would, road. You would probably find it. <laughs> I, I, this isn't a really great deal, but you know what? Simple times. Max has been huffing gas. He's like, That's he's it. very easily convinced. I love it. So Max rigs this, uh, the gun to hang from the roof and point at the gyro captain who is bound up in the back seat. Right. And the dog has a bone that is wired to the trigger <laughs> of the shotgun. This is a pretty awesome Which thing, is actually. brilliant. That's yep. an awesome, awesome thing. By the way, the dog's name is Dog. No. Well, there it is. There it is. Also, like the pilot, this is called Pilot. Pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple casting. <laughs> okay. Why waste any more writer yep. time on... You know, areas where it could be more like races or smashes as opposed to coming up with names and backstory. That's it, right? Wow, the enemy in this is huge. You would say he's almost humongous. <laughs> Lord Humongous! <laughs> <Okay>. Done! <laughs> okay. Well, they've got like Lord Vader, so now we've got Lord Humongous. Like, just <laughs> simple. Just a ya-cha-cha. <laughs> Give me a C. Like, it's not, not complex or anything. Not That's fantastic. Right. All right. So, um, yeah. So, so they pull up as close as they dare and head up into like a little overlook. Yeah. And um, and they they're they're spying down here, and uh, Max has chained up the gyro captain uh, to, a to log. log to a log. Right, that's right. Yeah, and so from this refinery, you can actually see like they've got a pretty good setup. They do. Yeah. So uh, you know they've got a set of flamethrowers on the front just to kind of yeah. you know keep people at bay. Yeah. Uh, they've got a little wall that's built with a bus, so yeah. that part's really sturdy. You definitely don't want to get through the front door. You probably couldn't do it. Yep. How's the back of everything look? <laughs> well, pretty open. Pretty open. Pretty open. Like, what's <laughs> what's the magic about distracting them with the fire so that they never think, hey, let's just use the back door. That's it, right? Yeah. Well, Lord Humongous demands front door. <laughs> well, that's it. When he's out there, like, you know, having, like, beat poetry, as he's, like, on his microphone that. and just trying to look for a way to break in. I don't know why, yeah, he never yeah. comes up with a plan. But again, it's all that protein. It's just it's pushed all the hair and all the brains <laughs> to the very roof of his skull and yeah. he's mashed it in like a, I don't know. That's it? Got it. Pounded meat. <laughs> he is basically ground beef. That's but it. he uh, and he's played by a um, Swedish, uh, guy, right? Swedish guy. That's yeah. right, a Swedish bodybuilder. That's right. Yeah, and I, I never really clicked with his accent when I was young. I was like, oh, he's, he's talking uh, like differently than the other people in well, this movie, and I, I never really could figure out why. But kind of felt like everyone was talking differently, right? Like I, it, at the time, I didn't really understand that uh, the Australians had a different accent than the British. Ah. So I just thought this was like a Cockney or like some ah. other variation of that. So that didn't click in for me when I was a kid. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is, I just thought this was another British. Like, yeah. The, the <laughs> Swedish British. Cheerio. Swedish. Swedish. <laughs> it's not a thing, but there you go. It is now. Yeah. Uh, so Max is observing this. Uh, like you said, the refinery is a good setup, but they are under siege yeah. by all these vehicles that are just burning through gas. Well, yeah, including yeah. Vernon Wells. Like, yeah. here you get a chance to kind of reconnect back to these guys. Yeah. And, um, you know, like you say, he's kind of scouting things out. 
Yeah. Uh, but eventually, in the evening, after yeah. they've had a chance to have a quick supper of, uh, of Dinky D dog food, <laughs> which Max like uses his custom spoon, and the pilot's got his custom spoon. <laughs> He's got a little spoon out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that they all have their own spoons. That was really awesome. <laughs> That's really important. I want to have my own custom spoon. You need a custom spoon. Well, they're yeah, they're observing that. Eventually, um, he sees the, the effectiveness that the refinery has, weaponry, and so at night, you're right, they all kind of pull back. And it's funny, like you said, like... Lord Humongous has that microphone the whole time. No, he's just... It's filibustering. In he he's is. Like, he's <laughs> trying to get them to repeal a law that they're all going to pass. And just That's like, it. Give me the refinery. There's a million reasons. Okay. Like this. Reason number one no, kidding. is... Um, is anybody it, from out of town? No, yeah. Hello? Just going through like the Marauder phone book. Like, A. Aronson. <laughs> B. Bilson. Like, just... Oh, God. Like, this poor throat. I know. He's so funny. As he's, he's barking away. And yep. so they all go back to... to uh, a little bit of a, an encampment just a, a few meters away. Yeah, closer to where the mountain is. I guess they're probably looking yeah. for a little bit of like shelter from the wind or whatever else from the elements. That's right. Um, and yes, you're right. They kind of pull back a little bit in the evening after like you say, like they were burning fuel like crazy. I'm not sure where they're refilling, but uh, they must have like scout parties going out and bringing fuel back for the, the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's what Vernon was probably doing. It's like, yeah, I got to find, here's an interceptor. It's probably got gas. We should go raid that so we can go and join the refinery again. Because there'd be no other reason why they wouldn't be concentrating their effort on the refinery. So. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. So, in the evening, yes. turns out that they decide to go, uh, the people at the refinery want to yeah. go make a break for it. And, and well, send some people out to do some scouting. Well, would it make sense to flee in the evening or wait for the uh, bright rays of dawn? To take out. Well, you know what? Sometimes as a marauder, you get a little sleepy. You had a late night. You know, they've been out partying and having a good time. Yeah. And, you know, they're just hoping that they're all hungover and that they wouldn't be in the mood to chase I them. I guess so. Actually, that might logically make sense, that they would be at their most vulnerable in the wee hours of the night. Or wee hours of the morning. Right. right? Possibly. Yeah. Well, it's, it would seem like they were up all night again, just yeah. like uh, trying to encamp the or try to, you know, surround the place. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, so two cars bust out. Yeah. And take off. Immediately... The marauders jump into their vehicles and pursue. Yes. Yeah. So they're off after the other vehicles. Max is watching this through a pair of binoculars. Right. Yeah. And then the pilot sort of gets a sense that something's up. So he, I don't know, magically produces this fucking huge, like, telescope. telescope. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> that pocket of his is like, I don't know, it's like the TARDIS. It he's is. just whipping stuff out from the middle of nowhere. It's and got he everything. Too. He, he's got everything in there. I love that. But then that's like that attention to detail that, like, you know, he would have something where he could carry everything he needs on him. Well, there's no right? space on that gyrocopter, no, so no. it makes sense. You're right. Yeah, so it's kind of neat. Mm -hmm. I like that. So they take off, and then a third vehicle emerges once they've barreled off and rips off. Right. And uh, it unfortunately gets pursued as well. Yeah, that's the one that Vernon Wells goes after. Yeah. So they're watching the vehicles, or rather Max is watching the pursuit of the vehicles. We can really focus on just one. Yeah, particular. Yeah. And uh, it gets cornered and has to change direction, and they eventually uh, flip it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Nope. Flat land. I mean, really, it's <laughs> almost impossible to flip a car like that, but it gets flipped. It gets flipped. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, uh, so yes, Vernon Wells captures them. Uh, then they, yeah. they sort of drag people from their vehicle. There's, of course, some great gratuitous boobs that come out. So, I mean, you know, young 10 year old kid yeah. watching this show, you're like, boobies! <laughs> Fire it up! Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, a little bit of ravaging goes on, and they kind of pull away a bit. But um, yeah, yeah, basically, you know, 
Max gets a chance to sort of watch this, the whole thing go down. Yeah. And eventually, you know, after they uh, get those guys and they kind of shoot, like, shoot the one driver, the male guy, right? Yeah, they, they pin him to his own car right. through the shoulders, yep. and then they also they shoot the woman with yeah. the crossbow as well. Right. So everybody is dead, uh, but they leave one uh, one of the marauders there to kind of just like sit around. Yeah, he's just hanging out. He's just hanging out. No, what? He's like, uh, what's he doing? I don't know. He's just hanging out. He is. He's, he's kind of looking the other way. Like, this is weird yeah. because if the refinery is one place where yeah. his camp and everyone is, yeah. he's kind of looking off in the distance. Like, it's pretty bad. <laughs> and somehow Max and uh, Max gets a drop on him. He does. Yeah, he goes and he hits him with a pair of, like, um, oh, massive, like, what do, you, what do you call it? That cut through the chain link Oh, yeah, like a pair of, like, shears of sorts, Something right? Like yeah, that. like yeah. bolt cutters. Yeah, bolt cutters, thank you. And just, like, nails him. Oh, yeah, man, with gosh. That. Yeah, and we recognize, actually, the Marauder from something, and I'm sure we'll look him up again, but he's very familiar face. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So he goes over, and he cuts the, um, the, the, uh, arrows... From behind the the guy who's pinned. That's right. And he's trying to make a deal here. He's 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 like, hey, I'm gonna free you, but uh, I need uh, I need some assurances. I need some gas. Right. Kind of thing. Yep. And the guy's like, you take me back, and I'll get you as much gas as you can carry. Totally. I mean, that seems to be like such a, a huge um, in, inducement right now, right? Yeah. Like it's the same offer that the gyrocopter pilot says to Max too. Like, yeah. hey, as much as you want. Like, you know what? That's kind of a blank check to survive, I guess, out here. Oh, so yeah. it's it's pretty important. So funny. It's just like like vehicles are still everything. It's so wild that it's not like food, it's not like whatever comforts and stuff like that. It is just gasoline. Like they are defined by their vehicles. And I think that's on purpose. Like I think George Miller, I mean, especially in Fury Road, man, Oof. just matches personality to vehicle. Yeah. Very much so, even in this. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. And it is like their soul. Yeah. Like it yeah. is. It's it's the for sure. It's like um like almost like an avatar of sorts that they use yeah. to project their personalities into. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, Max uh, put, throws this guy over his shoulder yep. and makes his way. Uh, does he... Throws him in his car. Yeah, he throws yeah. him in the car. Yeah. Uh, then they pull up to the gate. Yeah. And this is the first time we see the feral boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, what is it? M M Emil Minty? Uh, Emil, Min Emil Minty. Yeah. Emil Minty. Yeah. Yeah. Who is a jeweler in Sydney. No way, know. really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Yeah, that's what he does. Right on. Uh, but yeah, we get to see the feral boy, and he does a little growl, and uh, uh, he's kind of checking things out. That's it. Yep. Uh, Eventually, he does get allowed to come in. Like, you can see, yeah. they, they recognize who he is, and I think it's like the one gray-haired lady who's yeah. like, what do we call it? <laughs> like that, that equivalent from Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, she kind of notices who the guy is, recognizes him, uh, yeah. decides that they're going to pull him in. Yeah. Uh, you know, they pull him in, they pull the car in, and basically... Uh, Max is brought in and is accused of being a parasite. That's right. And so they tell him, get, get fucked. We're going to keep right. your car. Get out of here. Well, he meets the leader yeah. of the uh, the refinery there, uh, David St. Hubbins. David St. Hubbins. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, one of the great Spinal Tap performers. Um, but no, he does. He definitely looks like a Spinal Tap guy. He is. He's yeah. absolutely it's, David St. Hubbins. Christopher Guest's like, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, anyway. So, so yeah, um, they're like, if you had a contract, it was with him. Because uh, this guy dies. He dies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
So then uh, they take Max into custody. They also take his... I think they end up handcuffing him. Yeah, they, they get the interceptor, and they yeah. also find the booby traps. So yeah, they, yeah. That's right. there's, there's a neat thing here. The guy who is the mechanic here, he's in a sling because he cannot walk. Right. Uh, and I think they refer to him as a black thumb at some point or something like that. Okay, yeah. Anyway, in Fury Road, anybody who can work on a car, they, are, they carry the title black thumb. Oh, okay. Isn't that wild? Well, they must have gone back and tried to keep that continuity. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely, they did. Yeah. That's, that's cool. There's okay. cool little callbacks like that hmm. uh, in it. Anyway, so, yeah, they find the explosives. They haul in the interceptor. Yep. And that's when the uh, group comes back. Yeah, they're, they're just about to toss yeah. uh, Max, but they you know, they can't now because everyone's come to surround them again. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, Lord Humongous is rolling up. And he's, uh, they, they all stop, and you can see that a couple of the people who are fleeing... Yep. Uh, it's uh, Herpes face? Yeah. <laughs> Herpes face. Uh, one guy with a cold, massive cold. Oh, well, he's it's in like, the refinery. Herpes well, you know, face. Yeah. for sure. But I'm just saying, like, before they actually get back to the Lord Humongous, oh, yeah. Herpes face kind of comes up and he's like, yeah. Did you see that girl? Oh, yeah. uh, did she come back with you? Did she survive? And like, there's no way those two got there's together. No like, yeah, my, she's out of your lake. No, <laughs> you know, I, I thought I had a chance. No, okay. Okay. Let me get you some chapstick. <laughs> Trying to fix that cold Seriously. Yes, so so Lord Humongous rolls up with a couple of the escapees. Yes. Um, tied to the <laughs> I actually have it written down desert herpes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than space herpes. It is, that's true. We that's should watch true. some ice pirates. That's oh, what I mean. that is it. Yeah. So uh yeah. Uh they all pull up and and a couple of the escapees are tied to Lord Humongous's vehicle. That's right. And then this is where like Desert Artie Johnson yeah. uh, decides to do his thing with the Admiral. Camp. Yes. Yeah, so I mean the Lord Humongous is you know doing his thing and um yeah, and it just Artie Johnson keeps egging them on. Like he's kind of yeah. like calling him the uh, Ayatollah of Rock and Roll. That's right. Uh and so yeah, he he gets them all like uh, fired up yep. and then Lord Humongous takes the mic. Yep. And then you shouldn't have crossed me. All I wanted to do was just be friends. Okay. Kind of thing, right? Yeah. So funny. But He's actually we... quite eloquent for, is, like, actually. for like a desert psychopath. A warlord. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, what you would call it? Uh, as he's talking away, uh, Vernon shows his prowess. He sees a rabbit running and he kills it with his uh, crossbow. Right. Like instantly. So you, you know he's a force to be reckoned with. That's it. And then uh, Buddy comes up. Uh, uh, what did you call him? The, Artie you know, Johnson. Artie Johnson runs up. He's like, say, say, you try to run, we'll get you. Oh, Is no, it that up. time yep. when our friend the Feral Boy yep. launches his razor blade and boomerang? What is Artie Johnson thinking about this? I don't like, know. Obviously, this thing is some kind of weapon. He's just going to like try to reach up and catch it. Yeah. So, yeah, jumps in the air, yeah. just about to grab it. Hey, guys, look at me. Yeah. Playing with the boys. Like, just, you know, <laughs> get that Top Gun moment. There's <laughs> figures come off like a bunch of wieners in water. Like, it's stupid. But, yeah. It's so weird. But then the boomerang comes back, and Feral Boy throws it again. And everybody ducks out of the way, but one person who is not lucky enough. Oh, Jimothy Chalamet. Jimothy Chalamet gets right in the head. Oh, right in the kisser. It's brutal. He falls in an assless chap's heap. Yep. And uh, Vernon is distraught. Look, they've been on the road for a long time. Yeah. This is mate. This is mate. Oh, yeah. My my roommate. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And so (laughs) he hucks hucks that boomerang. And it comes back, and uh, uh, eventually uh, it lands to the ground, and uh, Lord Humongous, uh, 
Oh no! So so Vernon then freaks out yes. after his. Oh, his he's very threat. pissed off. That's yeah. true. He wants to go and he wants to kill. Yeah. Um, and you could see like when Lord Humongous is like talking his microphone. Yeah. They've got that one shot in the back, and like it's almost like there's a, a spot in his skull that's broken and it's throbbing. <laughs> I know. Like it's like an alien's gonna burst out the top of it. <laughs> He is a hairy egg. And, and so uh, Vernon decides to go up to him like, we gotta get in there. We gotta kill them. Oh, yeah. He's just like, And uh, Lord Humongous is like, no, bro, just calm down. And gets him in a, in a comfortable hug. <laughs> a comfortable hug that suppresses the air out of his lungs and basically <laughs> puts him in a sleeper. So he's he done. Yeah. Rest, my friend. Rest. <laughs> no, you're like, okay. Oh, it's so Lenny. Who's my like, little guy? Like, just, <laughs> You want to pet the rabbits? I understand. <laughs> Look to the, the horizon. <laughs> the back of the head, honestly. Oh, so Vernon's out cold. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, the um, I think the Lord Humongous gives them a day to decide. He does. He tells them, just walk away. Yeah. Walk away to be an end to the horror. <laughs> but they do. They have one full day to kind of get out of there. And then uh, what does herpes do? Like shoots yeah. an arrow to see <laughs> I think you literally see the trajectory just like barely clear the wall. Oh, that's like, yeah. <laughs> poor herpes. Poor, seriously, poor herpes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. story of his life. Oh my God. So the, um, the, they take off back. Yep. And uh, at that point, Max gets there. They're freaking out. And, and it's it. What are you going to eat? Yeah, she's, she's the one who's saying like, we yeah. should walk away. Yeah, yeah. He seems pretty trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a hockey mask. Tell me any movie where a guy had a hockey mask other than like, I don't know, Mighty Ducks, where well, you can actually trust a guy who's like doing it. But not only that, A, it, it is like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Conan, yep. you know, with the crossed uh, kind of bandolier look. Yeah. Um, lost all his hair, put on a hockey mask, and a, grabbed a microphone. That's exactly what he looks See, like. See, this is what happened to Sergio, <laughs> like the one oily sax man, like when he just couldn't play anymore. He just got overexposed, and now this is he's just left with a mic. Now he's just a beat poet. Yeah. Uh, so she wants to give up. Others are screaming. There's lots of arguing. Oh, you got that crazy old general who's walking around, too. Oh, He's like, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. I'll solve him. <laughs> well, I'm going to negotiate with that guy. Oh, yeah. like, there's no way. That's what I do. Look at my armor. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, then Max whistles loud and catches their attention. Yep. Yeah. And he tells them. That he has found, or sorry, he doesn't give away his secrets just now. He's like, look, if you want to survive this, you come talk to me. You come to this guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, they do. Yeah, Yeah. basically. Um, He informs them that he might have a way out with the juice. The precious juice. Correct. Yeah. He says, I'll have a day. Why? There's a tanker. And uh, you give me, you know, high octane, blah, 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 some diesel. Yeah. And I'll come back with a tanker. You know, and they don't know to trust him. They're all pretty skeptical at this yeah. point, right? Also, too, at the same time, uh, Max does something kind of nice. Like, you know, they talked about him being a bit of a shell of a man, but, yeah. you know, as he's as he's kind of connecting with the feral boy, he decides to give him that, that music box. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. he gives him the happy birthday thing, and, and feral boy's pretty impressed. Yeah. Like, so much so that... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and then he starts masturbating. <laughs> oh. And it's not... But to the music. Yeah. <laughs> Pop goes the weasel, in fact. The song it changes to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, that is true. Like he makes a like a connection there. That's right, which pays off in the end. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, so that makes sense. It's really cool the way that they orchestrated that. Um, so he convinces them to give him some some gasoline. Yep. So he can go and get this tanker. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if he's by foot right now, it's going to yeah. take him at least a couple of days to get all the way back there. Like, there's no way. Yeah. And, and the Lord Humongous has only given them a day. That's it. So he's going to have to employ. 
little special special help. Yeah. Well, first first he leaves at night. Yes, obviously. Yeah, and uh, and he's got the 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 juice, and uh, he falls down a crevasse. Oh, that's right. Kind of right, thing. Right. He's about to get discovered, but then Feral Boy comes with him and starts howling. Yep. Right. And sort of distracts the one guy who's just about to kind of like discover Max, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. And the guy, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a dingo. So he <laughs> grabs a rock and throws it in, in the dingo direction. Uh, and uh, that's what uh, uh, helps Max escape. That's right. You're right. So that that relationship with Feral Boy does pay off right there. Yeah. So Max is wandering uh, the wasteland and he notices on the way that there is a trail carved in the sand. Right, but it looks like footsteps, but also like a, a draggy yep. tree. <laughs> so, you know, the pilot has managed to escape of yeah. sorts and is now dragging this tree, trying to get back to his helicopter, I'm assuming. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Max uh, sends his dog after him. <laughs> Poor guy. How many times has that dog actually bitten the pilot? Like, he's like, probably had a, like, a couple a good, good snaps out of this whole thing. Oh, yeah. So um, the the pilot next scene the pilot is now carrying the the gas right <laughs> yeah he's freed him from the tree so that's something yeah, yeah that's it so they get back to the gyrocopter yeah do you catch a piece of dialogue just as they're walking up and like you can tell like and I think this is actually true yeah. if you were stuck in the desert for long periods of time you would yeah. be super horny because yeah. the first thing that I, can, I remember just like I caught it this time and as he's walking up to the like the copter he's like remember lingerie <laughs> it's just like what. <laughs> Like, where was this conversation before those guys like, <laughs> okay. show up there? Like, would you like to wear some? <laughs> like, just would you like me to wear yeah. some? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. This doesn't have to be weird. <laughs> but they go up and there is a dead marauder. A marauder had discovered the uh, gyrocopter, but he wasn't quick enough and he got bit by the snake. Right. Yeah. So he's done. He's done. Uh, and also they notice that on the marauder there is a shotgun shell. That's right. And so Max actually opens his gun yeah. and puts in the shell. And it's the first time they realize that it hasn't been loaded this whole time. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, he's like, hey, I wasn't loaded. He's like, how do I know that shell's going to work? And he just pulls out his gun. You want to test it? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So um, he frees the gyro captain. Yep. Gives him the key. And he borrows the Marauder's vehicle to get to the uh, Well, no, they, they fly. They fly in the, in the copter. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I thought he took the Marauder's car. Nope. No, no. that's right. Sorry. Yep. Nope. I was watching a different movie. That's okay. All right. Yeah, he deposits his. That's Mad Sachs with Sergio. <laughs> no. Uh, no, that's right. So they, they hop yeah. in the copter and they fly out. And then uh, you see this, that one sort of scene as they're trying to work on the truck. That's right. Yeah. He's trying to get it to, to uh, start. Yeah. Change uh, out some tires. Change out some tires. They do some, like some quick repairs and he finally gets it to spark. Yep. And uh, Max is like, okay, I'm heading back complete my contract, get my juice, and get out of here, right? Yep. But the gyro captain's like, hey, come on, we're partners! We're partners here! You know, and he wants to, uh, uh, some for some reason, he wants to stay in Max's shadow a little bit. Well, I think he admires Max. Like, yes. you know, he found a way to outsmart the snake. Yeah. Um, he managed to get, like, into the refinery. Like, this is a guy who's got certain skills, and I think he does want to form a partnership. And he actually alludes to that at the, near the end of the film, right? Yeah, that's Like, right. you know what, we make a great team. Ah! Hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so um, Max takes off in the rig uh, with dog in tow, and then uh, Gyro Captain eventually kind, kind of, of flies over top. Flies yeah. over top, and yep. so yeah, he's he's like ah, like maybe he also recognizes that Max is on a mission. He must recognize 
because he had all the gas. That's it. So maybe it's also the fact that he there's a chance to hitch his wagon to Max's and get some some fuel. Well, for sure. I mean, again, yeah. I don't think that the the helicopter is like a high like the gyro is a huge like consumer of fuel, but you yeah. actually you have to have it or else it's you're not going to survive. That's it. Yeah, and it sucks to run out of gas when you're up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yes. Which case, just hold a little umbrella. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so Max is now he's getting closer and closer to the refinery, and now it is getting very, very difficult. It's going to get hard to get in. Well, that's it. I mean, you've got all the marauders are still out front, uh, yeah. and you know he's just like. Um, Try to do his best to barrel towards this thing and hope, like, he's going to pull a Hail Mary and hopefully they'll have everything open. Yeah. Uh, long enough or to get him in, but short enough to close any of the Marauders from coming in. That's right. And, uh, you know, that that's basically his plan. It's not great, but no. he's going to go for it. He's going to go for it. So as you're pulling up, you can see Vernon Wells is getting shaved, like he's getting his head done. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> after, after, like, all of his brain cells got killed from that sleeper hole, <laughs> just trying to revive him again with a nice clean yeah. shave. Like, you know, he's doing, oh, yeah. like, um, I don't know. Uh, when is a good shave? When is it? When is a good time for a shave? But he's also chained. Uh, That's true. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, to the Lord Humongous, too. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Well, now he's the new like Jimothy. Jimothy, yes. Uh, he has. I was thinking about positions. rounders. I was like, yeah. That's, you know, you need a good shave after you've had. Like, you know, kind of a tough run or you're sleepy. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's that's what they're doing. Okay, fair enough. All right. uh, so so the, the rig is barreling in. People are shooting at uh, the rig. Totally. Um, and uh, um, You start off with shooting at the tires, which yeah, I think makes good sense at first. Tires, but right. then you see Lord Humongous's pistol, and that thing oh, is fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, and he's got this little picture of like a... Uh, like a war photo. Yeah, I think this is like an this is a World War Two like an Anzac yeah. like yeah yeah pistol like this yeah. is a ceremonial this is a captain's like you know reward pistol or it is some sort but of it thing. is like a cannon oh right? Jesus yeah for so sure. he he blasts a shot right into the block of the uh, uh, truck itself so yep. it is smoking steaming totally as he is ripping through uh, he manages to kill a few but Vernon gets on the back of the rig he does yeah yeah that's uh, pretty pretty clever. Pretty clever. So Vernon and another guy, a couple of guys, get into the compound before they're able to close the gate That's on it. poor pink Cadillac man. That's it. And then he's like, no, I'm coming too, guys. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> Flamethrower's turn. Pink Cadillac just gets torched. Oh, my God. Torched. Yeah. Super burned. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that happens. Uh, and uh, you know uh, Actually, you know who I feel really good for in this? Huh. Herpes. Oh, yeah. Because he actually manages to kill a guy. He, he does. shoots him with a crossbow. That's right. He kills a guy, but then Vernon and him have a little stare down. Oh, no. Like, and Vernon's about to kill him, but he gets close enough to see the herpes. He's like, like oh, no. Nah, we're all done here. <laughs> you never get rid of it. Yeah. So um, uh, they try to open the gate. Some guys get killed. Some refinery people get killed. Yep. But Vernon manages to escape. Yep. Yeah. Leader gets shot in the leg. That's right. Uh, so that's a problem yeah. now. And, uh, St. Hubbins gets it in the leg. He does, yeah. <laughs> and so Max, you know, like you say, he assumes one of the guns and, you know, he's, he's trying to fend everyone off. But yeah. yeah, for sure. Eventually, like, the pilot lands the copter. Yep. And, um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wells does that scream with the camera and just like, <laughs> uh, <it> just <laughs> fucks up. And he's gone. Yep. So they leave and now they've got the rig. Um, uh, the Black Thumb is is working on the rig, trying to fix it up. And there we've got, uh, is it like Desert Eminem? Oh, yeah, it? totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like uh, Michael, um, uh, fuck, you mean like, like, hey guys, I, Michael Rappaport? Like, oh, yeah. I got nothing but fucking Floyd. It's <laughs> 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 so funny. It's we do, we got Desert Michael Rappaport. Yep. 
uh, slash uh, Slim Shady yeah. uh, is uh, relaying messages back and forth. They're trying to get the rig built up. That's it. But at the same time, Max has got all his gas. He's he's loading up um, and getting ready to leave. But they go to him with an, uh, a proposal. Well, they sort of assumed yeah. right away that he's going to be the one to drive the rig, mm-hmm. right? Like he got the rig there. I mean, obviously he's committed to this team. And everyone's like, you know, with you behind the wheel, we're, we're definitely going to make it. Oh, yeah. No problem whatsoever. It's pretty good. <laughs> Live forever. That's it. Max is having none of it. Not a chance. You know what? It's a business transaction to him. He's a hollow shell of a man. Yeah. And he's got what he wanted. Yeah. He, um... Uh, he's loading up and the feral kid jumps down and hides inside his car. Tries to hop in the vehicle. That's right. Yeah. But um, they uh, discover, he discovers him and he actually like pushes him away and kind of, uh, Harry and the Hendersons him. Yeah, I know. He's he not, he tries to like yeah. throw rocks punches, at him and Punches stuff. him. <laughs> oh. He just slaps him like John Lithgow does. Totally. And uh, yeah, so he drives him off. Yeah. And I think... Uh, but outside, the Lord Humongous is really pissed about this. He is. Like, he's telling that no one escapes. Yeah. Everyone dies. And then they have that huge monster truck rally. Oh, up yeah. Front. Like, it's seriously, it's just going on and on. And then, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, you know, who's back on the mic? Yeah. He's, he's like, yeah, Eminem a little bit. Like, he's he like, is, yeah. Having a rap battle with... Mom's like, spaghetti. Milk on my sweater already. <laughs> It's pretty, but, uh, pretty fantastic. Ready to drop bombs. Yeah. So he's 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 rapping away. But then um, I think uh, Max takes a bolt for it. Uh, uh, yeah, he try, he tries yeah. to for sure. Like so, yeah. and also the pilot is uh, is trying to work his angles too. Yeah. Like he's trying to steal Boobalicious out of that out of that place. Like that's right. The general's daughter is like. Yeah. One of the things I noticed about this place is that there are so like hot like, Australian <laughs> ladies. Like, they all seem to be like in these, like how did they get to this refinery? Like, I don't what, know. Was it like St. Hubbins who managed to charm them at a rock concert? Just, they're all these groupies and stuff. Just like Pied Showing them and like, yeah. Yeah, you can come. Yeah. You. Yeah, you can come. Ew. Like, ew. Ah, <laughs> ew. That's it. Yeah. Thank you, our Lord Satan. <laughs> so I was just watching the Simpsons episode with, uh, with Spinal Tap the other yeah. day. Oh, yeah. That was a good concert, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no one called Springton. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so so eventually uh, Max uh, gets himself. Um, yeah, he, so Jarrah Captain's trying to get the yeah. daughter, and and the leader's trying to convince Max too. Like, yeah. So when people assumed it, and he tells him, "No, I'm not doing that," then he says, "Hey, look, we'll make another deal," and you know it gives him a chance to join the team. And he's like, "Just try to shame him a little bit." Yeah, right? he like, is. Why yeah. are you so burnt out, Max? Like, why is your life so shit? It's because you have no one. Yeah. Um, and I think you know partly it something sinks in on that. Like it, yeah. it does come back to him, but I think so. He, um, yeah, Jared Captain is unable to get the daughter to go with him, uh, but um, uh, Max flees. Uh, I think he lasts maybe 40 seconds. Yeah. And his car is brought down. Oh, no, that poor interceptor. Just oh, fucked. Just fucked. Yep. But he's got full tanks. Yep. So he goes, uh, he crashes, he manages to pull himself out of the car. Do, do you know why they did that sort of weird high-speed footage sequence? Because it did, like, everything's, like, sped up. Oh, right? yeah. Like, it's really weird. Like, oh, yeah. obviously they've got normal, fast footage of this, but it was just a little <laughs> bit like Charlie Chaplin for a second. It like, was a bit. <laughs> Especially when he runs over the tent and <laughs> yeah. the two naked couple get up and they're like, ooh. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Snow Patrol or something for, like, ten <laughs> seconds. Like, a slapstick comedy. I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And uh, what's his plan there? He goes straight through their camp. I know. It's the worst idea. Like, yeah. It's all, you know what? Do you think that there's maybe a sense of sabotage in this? Maybe. Like, is he just, like, almost wanting to do this thing? But, like, yeah. well, fuck it. If I can get through this, then it's a sign that I should just keep on going and be a loner. Or yeah. if I fail and am eaten by Lord Humongous. <laughs> see, was it, was I didn't make a bad choice here. Yeah. Uh, well, the Lord Chewmongous. Chewmongous. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> 
Kaum. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. A steakhouse. Lord <laughs> Jumungus. You gotta, there we go. That'll be a business. Oh, that is a business. Take the that Lord one down. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Okay, so he's he took off his is the interceptor gets flipped. Yep. He's badly hurt, and but he drags himself out of the car, yep. uh, and him and his dog, and um, the marauders are now like uh, pouring over his car because it's full of the the gas. That's it. Yeah, they're trying to get in there. Of course, yeah. he's had a chance to put the booby trap back on. Yes, and also like. Um, where does Vernon Wells like keep his that tailpipe? Like he's oh yeah, walking around with that massive tailpipe to bash him over the head with. I'm like up the tailpipe. Uh, uh, I guess he keys. He what is it? Keistered? I guess so. Whatever. That's for Jimothy. <laughs> so, uh, he um yeah he he takes up Max. Uh, he's celebrating that while the others are pouring over the car. You've got your um, what's his name? Andy Warhol? No, the uh, uh, Artie Andy Johnson. Artie Johnson. Thank yeah. you. Is, uh, uh, I think he's the one that actually, like, opens up the tanks. Yeah, well, there's that one sort of little, before that happens, though, that's that yeah. little scene where the dog is trying to defend Max, and then you can hear this, and he yeah. gets hit by the crossbow bolt. Like, poor puppy. That's right. Dog is yeah. dead. Yeah. And I think Max tries to shoot the guy, but he, even his bullet fizzles. Yeah, be, that one, yeah, the one shell that he had was, like, yeah. a total dud. Yeah. Yep. But um, luckily, the car explodes. Yes, thank goodness. Yeah, and then the entire out. cast of the Blue Oyster Cult, <laughs> <laughs> all these like weird leather cops, are like get blown up for sure. They are all dead, and Vernon's pissed off, and so he yep. takes off. Yep. And um, uh, Max manages to drag himself a little farther, but the gyro captain finds him. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and so then you've got um, you know Max, and I didn't notice this before, but you know Max does have a leg brace from the first movie because you had mentioned that he gets pretty badly hit. What's the name of the guy? Toe cutter. Yeah. Okay, so that's the villain in the first one. That is the villain in the first one, and is a Morton Joe in the third, uh, fourth one. Interesting. In uh, Fury Road, yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. cool, hey? Totally. Yeah. So then you've got that scene, you're right, of where Max is flying over the refinery, and it's like a, yeah. like a scene for Platoon, right? Yeah. Like you, just, you can sort of see his head, and he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Willem Dafoe's in the background right. getting gunned yeah. down yeah, by the Marauders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I'll get ha ha. For sure. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he lands in, and they kind of um, patch up uh, good old Max as best they can. Yep. People are arguing about the uh, the who's going to drive the truck. Yep. Leader says he's going to do it. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. but Max actually, this is a really noble moment for him. Like yeah. you know, uh, he's back with the refinery people. I think he does sense he needs that connection. They just risked to save him. They could have let him die. Yeah. Essentially. But, but now he feels like he owes him, and I think that's good. Yeah. So he comes out. He's he's kind of repaired the relationship with with Feral Boy a little bit. Yeah. And with Saint Hubbins. And Saint Hubbins. Yeah. yeah. They they do. They share a big kiss. Yeah. And so uh, they um, they agree to let Max drive the truck, yeah, kind of thing. And so they are in preparation mode. That's it. So everything's yeah. set to leave. You know, they they have yeah. a limited amount of time. They're as good yep. as it's going to get. They're getting the hell out of there. Yeah. Uh, Pan to Vernon Wells, and he is absolutely being restrained now on, <laughs> on Humongous's vehicle. Oh, that's when he gets chained to Humongous. Sorry. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Before he was just kind of like, yeah, he's just hanging around. No, but now that he's failed him so badly, yeah, yeah he's really taking the punishment. That's right. The yeah. tailpipe. <laughs> that's right so um, uh, they prepare everything yep and uh, they bust out they bust out they, yep. the bus rips back and they rip out of there that's now it. the rig the war rig is uh, got a bunch of spikes on it a bunch of weapons and yeah like and that. all their best warriors like all yeah. like you know they've got um the mechanic. Princess of Power. <laughs> oh, yeah, She-Ra, Prince of Power is there. <laughs> you got there. the mechanic. You got St. Hubbins. Yeah. Oh, no. St. Hubbins has got his own vehicle. He's got his own vehicle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But seriously, like this thing is is set to be defended. And yeah. they are good to go. So they're 
racing out. Feral Boy's even on there. He managed oh, yeah. to like hop on, and yeah. he's very useful in all of this. Yeah. This <clears> sequence, I mean, we'll talk about it in detail, but this whole chase sequence is what I loved about this movie the most. Like, this moment. It's pretty intense, man. It like, is incredible, man. For sure. So, vehicles are scrambled. They're all in going after the rig, right? Yep. At the same time... Oh, oh no, I was just gonna say, like a bunch of guys try to go into the refinery. Like, oh, here yeah. it is. Doors yeah. are open, free gas, like oh, yeah. life's good, baby. <laughs> I think they even get do the that. margarita machine going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do a, a like a, an awkward high five. Yeah, and, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, just before they enter A Dingo uh, Fingo. A Dingo Fingo. <laughs> <laughs> Your finger's gonna rub and it's this That's it. It's uh yeah, it's a move called the uh, Tasmanian Devil. Oh. So oh. they <laughs> they but before they enter, there is a bus that leaves as well. Correct. A people bus. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of like slinks off though, because I mean, everyone's yeah. after the tanker because that's where the gas is, right? Yeah. Like, they knew the whole mission was to try to get that fuel out of here. Yeah. So now they've got the refinery and all of those months and months of gasoline that they've uh, they've been squirreling away. Yeah, that's <clears> right. <throat> oh, you know what we missed? What's up? Uh, when Vernon had the uh, the the little tailpipe thing, is we we missed a uh, let off some steam, Benup. Oh, I know. Ah. You know what? It was right there. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Max is uh, tearing ass off uh, in the rig. Um, there are cars just swarming it now. Oh, yeah. I mean, these sequences are so good. So right? like, good. Everyone's yeah. trying to like make a move in, try to yeah. get on top of the back of the tanker. Yeah. You know, Max is swerving and knocking like cars off right and left. Oh, yeah. But they there's they, there's not enough. Either. They get a few licks in, <clears> but then... Um, yeah, the mechanic ends up setting himself on fire. Oh, that's right. And so he's trying that, to put it out, and it distracts She-Ra. That's right. And she gets killed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah she's just sort of hanging there in the barbed wire. Yeah, basically. She's <laughs> hanging out in the barbed wire. And With Orko. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he must be the Orko, because he goes and tries to save her. That's right. But they both get pulled off and under the wheels. That's, oh, God. Oh, it's just brutal. Like flipped. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. It's good. That stunt person didn't get enough money. Yeah, it's funny. Sorry, yeah, she's like Shira, but I also have written down here like your uh, the hunter from the future. That's oh like, yeah, like oh, his the love interest Yor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like that too. But yeah, I you're right. I remember that line from that um, when Yor kills like a dinosaur, and and he goes and he slits it open and he drinks the blood and he gives it to the girl and she's like. <gasps> What are you doing? He's like, you must drink the blood of your enemy. And she's like, it tastes like burning. That's right. <laughs> I remember that. That's I'm going to so go funny. back and visit that one again. For man. sure. That's funny as. Yeah, so one of the cars pulls up and tries to grab her. Uh, yeah. But instead, then, you're right, they both go under the wheel. So that's that's pretty awful. Yeah. Uh, more arrows into the tires. You know, they're really yep. trying to cripple the vehicle at this point. That's right. Uh, one guy gets onto it and um, uh, he does get shot once, but he's okay. He's got like a clawed glove. And he smashes through the back window and claws into Max's shoulder, That's right. pinning him to the uh, the back of the seat. Yep. Yeah. At the same time, Vernon gets onto the rig now. That a humongous has let him off his chain. <laughs> That's it. He's yeah. been freed. Free the weasel. Free the weasel. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yep. So then you also see like St. Hubbins. He's driving yep. in his go kart. Yeah. And he's doing his best to try to provide some cover. And then you've also got like the pilot. Oh yeah. He's just sort of like watching over top, like. And throwing snakes down. He's throwing like, a snake down. <laughs> <laughs> he gets shot by Humongous, though. Yeah. Uh, well, his, his vehicle does. His vehicle does. And he yeah, ends right. up, like, landing, I think. <laughs> he lands hard. Yep. Uh, and, uh... Well, Feral Boy's helping out a little bit. So Max, yeah. you know, like, he's kind of running around the back, so Max pulls him into the cab. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. And then, uh... Gets him to reload the gun when he can. That's it. Like he's that. got, like, a... No, like a wingman of sorts. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, and so um, um, the, the fight is is coming to a head. Uh, David St. Hubbins, I think, tries to 
get the feral boy off the rig, but as he's reaching for him, Humongous grabs one of two of his little mini tridents. Oh my god, no <laughs> kidding. And hucks a trident at St. Hovens. Oh god, and like takes he's Neptune. Neptune. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. You got totally merman. <laughs> merman! <laughs> For sure. Humongous merman. <laughs> That's it. So uh, that happens there. And so um, uh, Max is in the lead, but then uh, Vernon gets on the rig. That's it. And there's a whole lot of like uh, sort of, to do. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth. Yeah. And then eventually it looks like Vernon gets chucked off. Like he gets yeah. like falls right off and goes head over fist uh, <laughs> in front of the vehicle. So he's gone. Yeah, he's I think. Gone. Yeah. Who knows? So uh, Max needs the f- he can't reach, so he needs the feral boy to go get a uh, which one of the shells because the, the old shells. went through the windshield, yeah, and, and sort of rolled onto the front of the hood. And at this time, um, Max pulls like a crazy ass Yui in the rig, yep, to like try to lose more people and head back. Yes, so he's tearing back to uh, get this, uh, like head back. Uh, Vernon's gone over the side. Feral boy's on the hood trying to get the uh, shell. Yeah, pilot hits uh, Lord Humongous with a Molotov. Oh yeah, <clears throat> but um, yeah, but is hit with a dart or like a bunch of darts from a gun. So like that's then it. also the pilot goes down oh, and like, that's crashes hard like straight in. Yeah, it yep. does. That's right. That's yeah. Right. And then uh, right there's the whole 180. Uh, all the cars are racing after them. It sends Feral out to go get the bullets on the hood. Yep. And a good thing our child service is around because sending a kid out in the speeding vehicle <laughs> with like a Mohawk maniac on the grill like nothing it, good could come from this. It's not fantastic. <laughs> so um, yeah. A uh, kid is reaching for the bullet, but then it turns out Vernon's still alive. Right. Yeah. And he's grabbed a hold of the kid. And uh, uh, they're they're having a confrontation, but at the same time, Max notices what's in front of him. Yeah, it's Lord Humongous. And he cranks up his nose, and he's coming straight <laughs> at him, man. Like, just, oh! That's it. Like, just, family. <laughs> I did it my way. <laughs> well, he lives life one quarter mile at a time. Totally. So he's tearing off. They're coming at each other full force. And, and just... It, yeah, was it, is it the kid who's like... Ah, oh, for sure. Vernon Wells like turns and looks back, and like Lord Humongous, just this massive penis screaming <laughs> towards him at like 250 miles an hour, and just spoosh! Tanker like crushes Wells, crushes the Lord Humongous. Yeah. Everyone goofs, the like trailer flips, and yeah. it's like a total wreck. Yeah. Uh, the smoke finally clears. Yep. As Max is just in insane amounts of pain. The little kid's still alive, barely. He's yep. full of blood. Yep. And um, basically, the the uh, marauders who are alive come to the tanker and discover sand. Yeah. Why would they put sand in there? You made this awesome point. If that thing was empty, <laughs> yeah. they would be able to go so much faster. faster. <laughs> like, I mean. Yeah, there's just, there's nothing to it. I mean, obviously, maybe they would see it was going too fast and go, oh, well, you'd never get these speeds if it was completely empty and realize that the decoy was off, but... It's it's to visually show the audience that it is not gas but sand. Yeah. You know, that it's it's not gas, essentially. Because they could have left it empty, and then, but people would be like, oh, is it, what's going on there? Is it just not enough? Or, like, so I think they did it just for the audience. Yeah, and I, again, I mean, I just took a note here. I was like, why would they send all of their best people on something that was doomed? Like... Who's going to defend them now? <laughs> like, with these leftovers, right? Like, why didn't you just send Herpes' body on there and just stuff him or something? Like, oh, you could have just. Yeah, you could have had anyone. But, he was on the war rig, too, wasn't he? He got. He got no, he up. was dead way before. Really? Yeah, I think oh. he was dead before they even left, like, the oh, camp. Oh, God. Who knows? Anyway, so. Yeah. Pilot shows up, kind yeah. of raises his eyebrows a little bit, and uh, he ends up the gyro captain is now the new leader. He is. He's the new leader of the uh, the, the caravan, the feral kid. Yep. Uh, it's now narrated by him. He yep. talks about how he has um, 
Yeah, he grew to it, that grew into manhood. He became leader of the the place as well. They, I think they talk about how they found the ocean and they were able to build a colony of some sort. Yeah, because I mean they sort of allude to this in the beginning, like you know if they have enough gas, they've got uh, it's two thousand miles away. Yeah, but they have enough fuel to be able to take the vehicle, and if they can get that far, then there's a paradise at the beach. Yeah, uh, and That's so good. eventually they find it. Yeah, they find it, but they decide to leave the road warrior. And then sort of that same pan shot of the, sort yeah. of the beginning of the film, right? Like he's standing there, you can see him staring down the road, and yeah. just like, he only lives for now in my memories, like you said. Yeah. Uh, and then that's the film. That's the film. All right. Well, it is time to uh, make a little ching-ching. Someone set a fire in your car because it took too long, and I got bored. <laughs> Money, please! Well, look, uh, we are all about the charity. Yeah. But at some points, you gots to get paid. You got to get your beak wet. That's it. Yeah. So so tell me, Tristan, any businesses this week that you know you thought were particularly worthy of the golden touch? The golden touch. The, the, the ham finger, as it's known? <laughs> like, the, like the cheese touch? Is it like the ham touch now? Yeah, basically. Okay. It's the ham touch. Right. Anything I touch turns to bacon. Oh. Yeah, which is it. That's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. Dad jokes. Oh, oh. Uh, so, yes, I did. I did uh, um, happen. You know what? I discovered them while uh, I was doing some yard work, and uh, okay. I heard this weird uh, weird sound uh, coming from above, and I looked up, and there was this, well, it was a drone. It was a very aggressive drone that was, like, hovering above weird. Uh, my property, okay. and then it took off, and I followed it, oh. and I actually went to them to see if we could represent Interesting. Yeah. You were so smitten with this so business. Okay, yeah. So I found the shop beyond Thunder Drone. Oh no. <laughs> nice and, tie-in. Yeah, and it uh, they they are uh, basically post-apocalyptic drones. Oh. Yeah. There is the Tina Tunneler, <laughs> which will you know is more of a subterranean uh, kind of thing. You can get one that kind of conforms into two. The uh, Master Blaster. Oh, nice. Okay. You know, uh, but essentially, essentially, it is uh, two drones enter. And one drone leaves. <laughs> Excellent. Beyond Thunder Drone. Who, who, who approached you? Well, Tristan, I mean, yeah. since COVID, you know, spending so much time, like, doing things remotely and you're in your office. You know, I think having that sedentary lifestyle has been really hard. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to look at better office furniture. Oh. And so, you know, luckily I was approached by a group that I think can really help a lot of people. And that's casters of the universe. Office <laughs> chairs. You know what? If you try to get a chance to sort of use some of their equipment, you're going to yeah. barty like it's 1999. I mean, yeah. once you get the chance to lungella around in some of those comfy <laughs> chairs, you really, you'll be sold. I mean, it's made for any he-man or he-woman. He <laughs> so imagine if you like skeletor your back or you've got a collapsed lung uh, or, you know, you just need the cosmic key to comfort. I gotta tell you, the nice thing about these guys too is that every week there's a Gwil Door prize. So why not come in and try out Casters of the Universe office chairs? That place is fucking awesome. <laughs> Think about this as a parent. Like, so the yeah. one kind of person who actually does a little bit of investing into one of the young kids, besides that whole group that own the refinery, is yeah. Max. Yes. So <clears throat> I think there's something really special that Max does. Like we talked a bit about him connecting to the kid. Yeah. And really, he didn't have to give away that that music box, but he yeah. did something kind of special for him and kind of yeah. unique. Yeah. I think the one thing I really I want to take away sometimes is like, no matter how shit your day is mm. and how awful you're feeling, um, 
it never hurts to do a little bit of kindness to someone else. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is less of a parent view as much as it is just be a good human view. Yeah. So if there was something I wanted to convey to my kids, I'd be like, hey, you know what? You never know where someone else is coming from or how yeah. rotten their world is. And it doesn't take very much sometimes to give people a little, um, to do something special for them or to, or to try to raise their spirits. And you'd be surprised how often, like look at when Max does do that. Yeah. How there's something that kind of happens for him and down the road, right? Like, so yeah. these little acts of kindness yeah. can sometimes, you're not supposed to do them for your own selfish gains, mm -hmm. but when people connect to one another, they'll put themselves out for one another. And that's, that's an important lesson no matter what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's my kind of one takeaway. How about you? Yeah, I guess that, um, you know, and, and I was thinking about like good takeaways here and things like that. And I could think about like, like that moment is, it definitely sticks in my mind. But also um, I was thinking about David St. Hubbins kind of thing and just being, yeah, just, but just being a good leader. Like yeah. he knew that that tanker was full of sand, I guarantee. Yeah. But he sacrificed himself. Well, I hope they didn't swap a ruin on him. And he was like, freedom! <laughs> no kidding. Fuck! <laughs> I got a trident in my gut. <laughs> oh, we don't know if he's dead. Let's <laughs> still be alive. He's just dragging himself up to the set. <laughs> Shit! Sorry, keep going. But, um, you know, it's, it's kind of that, like, sacrifice, I guess. Or just putting the needs of, of others in, in front of yourself a little bit. Even when you know it, it is not it's not necessarily um, going to pan out well for yourself but it's just I like the idea that he was like you know what for the community so I, I do want my kids to, to know that sometimes your discomfort like a trident in the back uh, <laughs> is worth the comfort of others kind of thing so I want them to know that yeah sometimes it just without reward um, although a trident in the back is a reward uh, keeps on giving keeps giving on pain giving. yeah <laughs> So it's just for, you know, for, for kindness sake, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, that's what I like. Oh, you know what? I really, I loved watching this film with you. Oh, it was so super, good. super fun. And, so uh, good. You know, we couldn't find a copy of it to save our lives. So eventually you had to actually spend money, which is like blasphemy. <laughs> Thank goodness we've got these sweet sponsorships. Or I know. We'd be, we'd be selling the rest. Even us in the cheddar. Oh, I know. Yeah. But uh, you know what? This is the one thing that I look forward to the most um, when it comes to being able to have discretional time. Yeah. And so thanks for making it so awesome. You always oh, do. Of course, man. You know, it's important. Like, like this is this is my mental health is watching these films, having some laughs. And yeah. Things like that. Oh so, gosh. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, you know. You know. And you always give like so much. Like you know, oh. you give your attention. You give great great lines. And I, I love oh. your great business. And you know, <laughs> you know, if you could just give me one more thing, oh, I would anything. be so grateful. And if you just go get your fucking shine oh, box. Why? Yes. Burn. This has been Get Your Shine Box with Chris Ham and Tristan Ham. Special thanks to Ross Smith for the intro and outro music. Extra special thanks to the Three Geeky Dads for just being awesome guys. Check out their podcast as well. And if you want to hear past episodes, go to wherever you consume podcasts, even Apple. Bye.